Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. So, I was at Robert's Brandon three or four years ago, and, uh, man, I was... There's days that, that you have good days. Usually I tell y'all all about my bad days, but this day was, was pretty good for me. And, and I was sure enough, you know, just going in there and picking them up and dragging them to the fire. And there's probably four or five of us in the pen at the time. And, uh, this one guy, and I don't, I don't know him real well, but, uh, he's a cowboy, you know and I mean? He can rope and drag calves, but he was having a rough day that day. And, um, I, I knew he was having a rough day whenever he cussed the preacher out and, uh, in a half joking, because we, a, after we brand them, we kind of pull them around a corner and let them up. So they stay all over in this one area. So they got the Nord forks off mine and I drug it around and he was dragging it around and he basically, let me see if I can PC this. Um, Dang you, preacher. (laughs) He said, quit roping so good and leave some for the rest of us. And I mean, I I wasn't like, I wasn't in competition with anybody, but I I was having a good day. And I kind of looked at him. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, you're roping three to four to my one and I'm getting sick of it. And I just kind of laughed about it. I mean, he was good natured about it, but you know how you can see the frustration in somebody. And so, um, when we went, you know, we got our ropes off and we went back and we both built again and boy, he went in there and it's so easy to see the mistakes that other people make mainly because I'm an expert on mistakes and I've made every single one of them. So I'm really good at it, but there was just a lot of things that he was doing that, that he was just sabotaging himself. You know, he, he'd reach in there and he'd miss and then he'd jerk his rope back and you could see, man, it was in his head. And he started, then he started getting mad. And when you start getting mad, everything just starts going downhill. I know, I know that from personal experience. And, but when when these things start happening, you start comparing yourself to, to other people. And, you know, one of the things that I learned about cowboying is, uh, number one, if you make a good shot, you're going to get a yip out of it. I mean, people are watching, and when there's a good shot, man, they will congratulate you. And most of the time, even if there's a bad shot or, you know, maybe it's a good shot that the calf kicks off, they'll they'll celebrate with you too, or, or they'll, oh, man, you know, you had it. You know, even when you miss, they're, they're usually, usually um, pretty nice about it. But you know, when, when it starts getting in your head and you start having one of those bad days and you start missing and you start getting mad and and then you start looking and you start comparing yourself to other people. And then finally the end result is you. This is one of my wife's favorite, uh, favorite things to say to me. Stop being mean to yourself. Stop being mean to yourself. And, and that's what we start doing. We start being mean to ourselves. I mean, you know, one, one thing happens and then another thing happens and another thing happens and another thing happens. And before you know it, 
we're having a bad day. But you know, one of the, there's nothing more fun or more cowboy than dragging calves. But I can't tell you how many Brandons I've ruined for myself. And I watched it happen with him that day because we ruined it by getting in our heads. One of the worst things we can bring upon ourselves is making a bad day out of a good brandy. You know, I mean, I'm not a fisherman, but I've heard the old adage, you know, there's no such thing as a bad day fishing. You know, um, we we ruin things. And, you know, here lately, um, it's really easy sometimes to figure out when things are going wrong. You know, I mean, if you've lost your job or, or, you know, what the thousand different things that can go wrong in this life. But what happens when we're feeling just discontent? And what happens when there's nothing wrong? But just because there's nothing wrong, there's nothing right. And, and that's how I felt at brandings a lot of times. You get up early in the morning and you go, and it's getting to be that time of year when we're tagging calves and working cattle and stuff like that. And we, we get really excited about going, and then we just sabotage ourselves. And, and you get to thinking, man, how, how can I be like this at such an awesome time? Well, I think it's kind of a spirit of discontent. And there's kind of a life cycle of discontent, you know, and, and I'm not saying about being mad or being angry or anything. It's just one of those times when, when nothing is wrong, but, but nothing is right. How do we get through that? How do we get through that? The life cycle of discontent has about four things to it. And the very first thing is that when we're discontent, when nothing is wrong, but nothing is right, we start over trying. We start trying to force things to happen. Um, at that Brandon that day, in, instead of having patience and everything, this guy would get in there, and, and I can only recognize it because I've done it. You start trying to force the issue, and instead of laying a trap in there and making it so easy on yourself, on your horse, on the calves, you start trying to rope feet instead of just letting you know a trap. Most of the time, it's it's not one of those things that, that you miss. It's that you get in a hurry or all these other things. I've seen more misses happen because somebody are trying to rope feet instead of just laying the trap in there. But that's what happens when you over try. You start trying to force things to happen instead of just letting them develop. I mean, there's going to be times, guys, that, you know, nothing is right. Nothing is wrong. Nothing is right. And, and it's, just, it's just one of those deals. But a lot of times I, I think our brain doesn't, doesn't handle that very well. Our spirit doesn't handle that very well. The people around us don't handle us very well in those times. The life cycle of discontent, the very first thing we start doing is over trying. Trying to force something to happen. But Psalm 27 in verse 13, the psalmist says, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait on the Lord. Man, when you're, when you're feeling like this, when, when nothing is wrong but nothing is right, man, it says right there twice, wait on the Lord, be strong, 
let your heart take courage, wait on the Lord. You know, that, that's one of those good news sandwiches, right? I mean, wait on the Lord, be strong, be courageous. And, and, and the thing about having courage, you know, not being afraid doesn't equal courage. Listen, courage cannot exist in the absence of fear. Yeah, sometimes we're a little bit worried and everything, but, but you know, John Wayne said it like you, you've all heard it. Uh, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. Man, the only time you can have courage is when you are a little bit afraid and, and you do what God says anyway. I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be strong and let, let your heart take courage. He didn't say force your heart to take courage. He said, let your heart take courage. You know what the promises of God are. I mean, if you don't, read your book. I've, I, I've, I've said time and time again that one of the best ways to read your Bible is to get one color, and if you think that's blasphemous or whatever, write them down, whatever. But look for the promises of God and write those down. Look for the application when he says, hey, I want you to do this. And then look for warnings. Um, you know, God says, stay away from this. Stay away from it. Quit trying to force everything. Let your heart take courage. The second thing that happens in our life cycle of discontent when, when nothing is right, but nothing is wrong is we start feeling overwhelmed. First, we, we start over trying and then it morphs into being overwhelmed. And that's what happens when you over try, when you try to force something that's not there. And, and usually in a Brandon pen, when you get discouraged, what do you do? You start taking bad shots. You start taking bad shots. Your angles are wrong. Instead of just waiting, letting your heart take courage, we start over trying and then we start trying to force things. And before you know it, guess what? You're overwhelmed. When you're overwhelmed, you want to know one of the first things that happens is you, is, is you get amnesia. You forget everything that you know. You start taking bad shots. You start getting overwhelmed. You start trying to blame it on your horse or a thousand other things. Sometimes being overwhelmed makes us forget just how far we've come because we're focused on all the wrong things. In Psalm 142, Psalm 142, the psalmist says, when I am overwhelmed, you alone know the way I should turn. When I am overwhelmed, you alone know which way I should turn. And, and isn't that indicative of what happens when we overtry and we start feeling overwhelmed? We really don't know what to do, but God does. We got to wait on him. I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait on the Lord. And we've all been there. When, when you just can't really put your finger on it, man, you, you, your, your soul is just a little bit out of whack. My wife has, has a rib that I don't know what's the matter with it, but it'll, a rib gets out of place. And the other day she was saying, oh, I think I've got a rib. It's not out of place yet, but it's not in the right place, but it's not in the wrong place. I wish it would just make up its mind. That's kind of the way we are whenever we're feeling discontented. 
We're over-trying. And when we over-try and try to force things, we become overwhelmed. And we start forgetting everything that we know. And then, once we get overwhelmed, we get overdrawn. We get overdrawn. What do I mean by that? Because sometimes, I mean, this probably only applies to me. But sometimes... Our mouth starts writing checks that our butts can't cash. You know what I mean? We get overdrawn on people's kindness and love. And just because you're having a rotten day don't mean that you can go around and and treat everybody else that's having a bad day or or having a good day, treat them bad. Man, don't let let your mouth write checks that that your butt can't cash. And, you know, nobody wants to be around that. I mean, man, I, I, I've seen some, some testy stuff all the time, you know, people, nit, 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 you know, I mean, man, come on, come on, don't, don't let anybody steal your joy, you know? Yeah, I mean, some people are going to be dumb, but just don't, <laughs> that's the only thing more contagious than the coronavirus is stupidity. Don't get overdrawn. Don't let your mouth start writing checks that your butt can't cash. But you know, even if we don't do that, when we start feeling discontented, we start looking, it feels like there's a void, and we start trying to force things in there to to improve our spirits. And a lot of times we try to do that with material possessions, or we might do it with sin. We're, We're... more than likely to try anything else besides God when that's exactly what we need. In Luke 12, 15, Jesus says, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Man, do you know what's important? I mean, that's a real question because I know sitting here in this setting, You do know what's important. You wouldn't be here today, I hope, if you didn't know what was important. But when you're feeling like nothing is right, nothing is wrong, and you're over trying and you're overwhelmed and and, and you start getting snappy with others, or maybe, maybe you're one of these people that you feel better by shopping. You know, maybe you go on a wild goose chase for toilet paper. I don't know. I don't know. You buy it on Amazon, right? I'm going to sell corn cobs. Go old school. Um, anyway, that's, I got off the subject. We start over trying. And then we get overwhelmed. And then we could really easily get overdrawn. But you know what a lot of times happens? Is after that we go overboard. We go overboard. And I'm not talking about, I, I'm, I'm kind of referring to, I'm going to have to say this gingerly. Um, a lot of times I see people that they realize that they need to come back to God. And man, that's great. That's exactly where you need to go. But they, but, They have a change of heart, and I I guess the cliche name for it is 
they get on fire for God. They start speaking in foreign languages, right? Like, because Christians have this language that nobody else speaks. I receive this and, I, and, and, and all of this stuff and travel mercies and casting demons out of doorknobs. I, I, I don't know. But they just go overboard, man. They get on fire and they want to light everybody else on fire too. And it usually comes out the wrong way. In 1 Corinthians 13, starting in verse 1, Paul talks about being uber-religious. And he says, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but I didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And then he continues... If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. I would have gained nothing. The life cycle of discontent is that we start over trying Because we want to fix it. We don't like being in that state of limbo. We want to be able to eat. You know, sometimes it would be better if there was a problem that we could identify. Because guess what, guys? Then we could do what, right? We could fix it because that's what we do. But what happens when you don't know what's wrong? What if nothing's right, nothing's wrong? Don't over try. Because when you over try, you get overwhelmed. And when you get overwhelmed, your mouth starts getting overdrawn. And then... Even if you do come back, a lot of times the next logical step is overboard in one way or another. I've seen, I've seen what I, what perceived to be good Christians. I mean, just go off the deep end and drugs and alcohol and, and I'm not even calling those things sins. I'm just saying that they're hurting themselves. And then I've seen it on the other end too, where they become uber religious and they start, you know, carrying their Bible everywhere and, you know, trying to light everybody else on fire. And all they do is push everybody else away. So what should you do? All of this is great, right? Like, oh yeah, well, I mean, I may not fit all of those, but I've kind of been there. I've kind of been there. So what do you do when nothing is right, but nothing is wrong? The first thing you need to do is chill. Just relax. Wait on the Lord. That was the very first verse. Wait on the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage. Wait on the Lord. Just relax. Trust in the work that God is doing instead of the work that you're doing. We always want to push the envelope and overtry. Man, in those times, relax. Chill out. The second thing that you can do, and all of these are positive things, okay? Once you take a few deep breaths... Try to relax a little bit. Try to remember. Remember. One of the devil's greatest lies that he convinces every single one of us at some point in time, maybe all the time, is that the present isn't permanent. But he makes us feel like that whenever nothing is wrong and nothing is right or maybe everything is wrong and, and we start freaking out because the devil convinces us that it will, it will always be like this. Look, the only thing I can guarantee is that it, it won't always be like this. 
Sometimes it'll be better. Sometimes it'll be worse. But it will never be like this. We have to remember that. The present is not permanent. So if you're going through a hard time right now, where maybe nothing is wrong, but nothing is right either, relax. Relax. Remember. And replenish. Replenish. You know, one of the most counterintuitive things of the Bible is that you must give to receive. And that makes, that makes no logical sense in our worldly frame of mind because how can you get something that you gave away? If you truly want to replenish yourself, the problem is, is that you've only been thinking about yourself. And I'm not saying that that in a bad way because we can't avoid that. You're the only person that you will ever live inside your body. It's hard not to think about ourselves. But if we truly want to replenish ourselves, the Bible says that the best way to do that is to love others. Is to love others. Whatever you need today, give that away. Give and you shall receive. Get, get your mind off of you. There, listen, man, there's a whole lot of people that's got it a lot better off than you do. But you know what? There's a lot more of them out there that's got it worse than you. They would kill to have your problems. They would kill to have your problems. Relax. Remember. Replenish. And finally, reconnect. Reconnect. Reconnect with your spouse. Reconnect with your kids. Reconnect with a friend. Reconnect with God. Because see what happens when nothing is wrong and nothing is right? Guess what we do? We start drawing into ourselves and we start drawing away from others. We start hiding. We start going somewhere. And I know that y'all have been through some of this. Maybe you're going through it right now. But it's a time to reconnect. Go out with a friend. Go have coffee. Go have breakfast. Take your, take your wife on a date. Go mow the grass for your husband. I don't know. I, I really couldn't think of anything. But that's the, close, that's the best I could come up with. I'll work on that for the second sermon. I'll come up with something a little better. <laughs> grass is, Bill says, grass is fine. <laughs> but you know what? Think about Paul. Paul wrote two-thirds of the New Testament from a prison cell. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't do anything. So he decided to write it. And if he wouldn't have been in prison, he'd have probably never got those things written. Man, if you're going through a time right now where nothing is wrong, but nothing is right, relax. Just, just chill. Getting all tense about stuff isn't going to fix anything. Relax and trust in God. Remember that the present is not permanent. Replenish. Get your, get your, 
Get your soul filled back up. And the only way to do that is to love others. Not so what they'll do for you, but what you can do for them. And reconnect. Maybe it's time today for you to reconnect with God. Maybe that's why you're here. Maybe you've never had that connection, but you can. I had a rough week last week, and I remember asking God, where are you? And then I was like, duh. He said he'd never leave me nor forsake me. So I was like, God, I know where you are. I just don't know where I'm at. Maybe you're there too. It's time to reconnect. We do that through loving loving others and turning back to God. It's called repentance. Every single one of us needs it. Every single one of us can benefit from it. And the thing is, is that when we do it, we're a benefit to others as well. Remember, especially now with everything that's going on, we have so much to be thankful for. We cannot turn on each other. We cannot, cannot do any of the things that I've talked about today. One of the worst things we can bring upon ourselves is making a bad day out of a good branding. Let's go to God in prayer. God, thank you so much for your word today. God, I, I, I pray for everybody that uh, that is quarantined or, or sick or or more than likely... They're neither one of those, but maybe they're fearful. God, it's time to remember who's in charge. And that uh, the only thing that we have to worry about is whether our name is written in the book of life. And it's easy to get your name in there. You just got to give your life to God. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do, and it's the best thing you'll ever do. You don't get one without the other. God, let us put our, our hope in you and our love with others. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.